So just um, looking at the at the uh, the list of names and looking around the room at faces, there are some old familiar names and faces here, and there are some um, a number of completely new. And um, just like to begin by welcoming all of you, whether whether old or new. Um, I like to uh, to encourage whether those who are <coughs> who are old, not in years, but old in terms of the practices, the meditation, or the qigong, or being here at Gaia House. I'd like to encourage you to become new. And those of you who are new, I'd like to encourage you to become old in the sense of settling and and being settled here and being. Being at feeling at ease and feeling welcome here at Gaia House. So I'd like to welcome you all. And for those of you who haven't been here before and who don't know us, I'm Norman and this is Brad. And um, both very, very happy to be here and to, to have a chance to spend these days together with you. Sometimes the the hardest part of a retreat, and I think those of you who have done retreats before might agree with me, sometimes the hardest part is arriving and and getting kind of settled in. It can be quite quite a transition. So some of us um, probably have come from very busy weeks and maybe quite tired, and some of us maybe um, have come from very busy weeks or months. <laughs> or years, and maybe quite burned out, quite stressed. And so we arrive in that state, in a state of exhaustion, and that, that can make the settling and make the transition into retreat difficult. Some of us, including myself, have traveled considerable distances to get here. And that can be quite tiring. And again, can make it difficult, especially opening night, to, to stay awake and to... Uh, to take in all that's that's being said, and um, and I know from experience that that um, it'll be a miracle if any of you takes in everything that we say tonight. So not to be not to be too too concerned, but to pay as much attention as as you can. The, um, the 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 being tired and you know whether it's whether it's from traveling or whether it's from a busy time, um, being stressed out from from a number of, of different possible causes, uh, as I mentioned, can make the transition and the settling into retreat a little bit difficult. And um, another another cause of the difficulty, another cause of of difficulty in in settling into retreat and being on retreat is that it's not at all unusual to come with some hopes or expectations. If we didn't have some hope or expectation, we probably wouldn't come on retreat. We come with, with an intention. We come with ideas. Ideas often about how it will be, or how it should be, how it was the last time, and how I'd like it to be again, or how I wouldn't like it to be again. And these, these hopes and intentions 
very often, maybe all the time, are, are based on ideas from the past. Ideas from our own experience in the past, ideas from what we've read, from what we've heard. And a lot of these ideas are around what meditation is and what Qigong is. And I'd like to speak a little bit about the meditation aspect, and Brad will speak a little bit about the the Qigong aspect. (coughs) So we have, very very common to have ideas about what meditation is. And, And one of the ideas is how it looks. So we have an idea that meditation looks like this. Sitting very still and very calm. Looking very peaceful. Looking maybe blissed out looking very quiet and calm and still. And I'd like, to, I'd like to kind of emphasize right from the start that it's really important as part of settling in to let go of that image. That's what it is. It's, it's an image of what meditation is. And I'd like to encourage you to, to remember, to really let it settle into your being that meditation isn't just sitting. Meditation is, um, meditation is, is what can take place, certainly in the sitting posture, but also in standing, in walking, <coughs> excuse me, and in reclining. And on this retreat in these days, we'll be exploring meditation as it applies in in these four postures. And the importance, the importance of that, and I, I can't overemphasize the importance, is that meditation, to really be of value, has to be applicable in every posture. We spend relatively little of our lives sitting like this. We spend far much more time sitting, walking, or moving in movement, and lying down. And if meditation is to be of any great value, it has to be applicable right throughout our lives. And so it has to be applicable in all postures. And so important to remember, and I want to emphasize, that meditation isn't defined by the appearance or the shape of the body. I, I, a couple of times a year in Canada, I teach retreats that I call daily life retreats. And they're, they're non-residential retreats. And people come in the morning. In the morning, we have a sitting and we have breakfast together. And then everyone goes off to work. And then they come back in the evening and we have dinner and then have a sitting. And then we have a discussion period. And through the day, I've given them a theme for reflection or for exploration during the day. And we come back in the evening and and they have, we have discussion about this theme. And, and the, whole, the whole intention with the retreat is it's a daily life retreat. And the whole intention is to, is to cultivate the integration of meditation into and throughout our lives. So that there's a real, a real spirit of, of bringing mindfulness and bringing an investigation and interest quality to each moment of our lives. And, and even though this is the stated intention with the retreat, and even though people are 
told every morning, okay, you go off and you see how can you bring meditation into your lives. Still, they, they come back in the evening and they talk about, well, this morning in the meditation, this happened, and then during the day, this happened, and, 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 the, and the language is still one of being in meditation when sitting on the cushion, and then not being in meditation. And, and, it, and it, seems to be, it seems to be very difficult, and yet it's so important to kind of dispel that gap, to dissipate that, that sense of a gap of being in meditation and then not being in meditation, of sitting on the cushion meditating and then standing up and, um, and not being meditating. Even in the context of this retreat, even to think, okay, I'm sitting down now and now I'm meditating and then I stand up, now I'm doing qigong and making the meditation and the qigong into two different things. The meditation is, is really is what we bring to each moment, whether we're sitting, whether we're standing, whether we're in movement, or whether we're reclining. And as I mentioned, basically it's, it's bringing these qualities of mindfulness and investigation or interest, curiosity, into each moment. And it's, these, it's the, the, the foundation of these two qualities that comes closer to defining meditation than the posture or the shape of the body. And if you get one thing during this retreat, I hope it will be that, to cultivate the bringing of these qualities to each moment of life. And by bringing these qualities to each moment of life, really bringing a vitality and bringing a richness and bringing, bringing a sense of being present, of being open, of being awake, being alert, being free in each moment. And this is the, this is the essence of meditation. So one of the, one of the views of what meditation is, as I've, as I've mentioned, is, is this idea of meditation being a particular posture, the way the body looks. Another view of meditation is how it feels. How it feels. It's so easy to have this idea, well, if I'm meditating properly, then it should be very calm and peaceful and quiet and, and there should be no thoughts and I should feel happy and all, all these ideas about how it should feel, how I should be when I'm meditating. And, and when, we, when we carry that, that view, what easily happens is the meditation becomes a struggle to get that experience. And paradoxically, the more we struggle to get that experience, the less likely we are to experience it. And I'm sure those of you who have done retreats before will know that very well. And, and so I'd like to emphasize along with the shape of the body, the appearance of the body, the experience. There isn't a particular experience that you should feel. The meditation is really the essence of the meditation is being awake to however it feels. 
It's about not struggling with however it feels. Not struggling with what's showing, but opening to it. Opening to whatever is showing. Whatever is being experienced in any moment. And in that opening, in that opening, allowing our lives to present however it is, in opening to that, in being awake to that, in taking interest in that, is the possibility of coming to some deep and profound understanding, insight. The meditation is called vipassana, and the word vipassana simply means insight. It's insight that frees us from the struggles. Insight that frees us from unsatisfactoriness in life, from dissatisfaction. Insight that frees us from stresses, struggles. Insight that that truly liberates mind, body, and heart so that we're not caught up in or tied to these things, these these things that, that arise and pass in our lives things that present themselves to us and then pass away. So very important not to be looking for or trying to get a particular experience and not to be defining meditation by any particular experience. Not to be judging or be grading the quality of our meditation by how we feel. But rather, if we, if we want to grade it at all, to, be gra- to, to grade it by how open am I to this moment? How free am I with this moment? And this is coming more to what meditation is, more to the, the essence of the meditation. And again, this is, this is relevant not just in sitting posture, but in any posture, in any moment, in every moment. It's a real encouragement for, <coughs> for recognizing and, and being able just to set aside, just to set aside any views that we may notice we're carrying about meditation and about ourselves even. We also bring views about ourselves, ideas about who we are, what we can do, what we can't do how tired I am, how awake I am, how restless I am, how difficult it is for me to sit. We have all these ideas. And very important, very important to be able to just set these ideas aside and just pay attention and see how is it really? How am I really in this moment? And very often we find that these views limit us. These views of ourselves limit us in ways that are very artificial. Artificially created by our own minds. And the more we can set these aside and just pay attention to what is, the more freedom we can find in our lives. And the more, the more happiness, the more joy will come. The more ease will come the less struggle, the less suffering, 
the less anguish there will be in our lives. So in these days together, we'll have lots of opportunity, lots of moments, countless moments, to allow ourselves to open in this way and to notice when we're not. And there will be moments when we're not. (laughs) And in those moments, very important to remember, okay, this is how it is. To watch for the mind kind of jumping in and saying, I should be like this, I shouldn't be like this. And just see, it's just the mind reacting. It's just the mind. To be able to set it aside and begin again. And so each moment is an opportunity to let go of the past, to settle, to settle into this moment and just begin again. And so in this, in the initial settling in period, being somewhat gentle with ourselves, being kind to ourselves, allowing for the transition, recognizing that yes, there is tiredness from these various causes, there is restlessness from these causes, there is perhaps some some doubt about being here. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have come after all. <laughs> you know, the mind will the mind in times of discomfort Distress, the mind will think of all kinds of things that are probably much more important (laughs) than being mindful of sitting or standing or moving or lying down. There's much more interesting, much more fascinating things that I could be doing. Maybe much more important things I could be doing. And to notice that, to recognize that, yes, the mind will do this and to see it and just say, yes, that may be true, but this is what I'm doing. And just come back and just start again. No need to be hard on yourselves. So letting go of all these ideas of how it should be or how it shouldn't be, and just opening and being awake to the the wonderful miracle of how it is right now of how life is right now in this moment. And we just want to mention, we'd like to just mention some of the supports that are in place for you on these days together. And the first support I'd like to mention is myself and Brad. So we're here, our, our reasons for being here, our intentions for being here are to support you. And we'll support you through instructions, through guided qigong, through guided meditations, and through small group meetings, and through opportunity for individual meetings. And I really want to emphasize that at any time in the retreat, if anything comes up for you that you're not sure of, or anything that that you really feel needs some attention, don't hesitate to leave us a note or to find us. And if you need a an extra meeting or need a meeting, we'll find a time to meet with you. Okay, so that's our reason for being here. Sometimes people say, oh, I, I was really having this difficult time, but I didn't want to bother you. It's not a bother. Okay, well, that's, that's why we're here. And um, another support I'd like to mention is just the support of Gaia House and the, 
and the grounds here, the, the wonderful support of all the staff, of the, the, uh, the guy house managers, the, the cooks, and all the, the gardeners, and all the people who, who provide the facilities for us. Just a wonderful support in the background that we very often don't see or hear and don't think about. But just to know that, that they're very much with us and very much a part of this retreat. And then um, the, one other, um, the one other support that I'd like to, to mention um, in, I think the manager, whoever gave the opening talk, mentioned the five precepts. And they're posted um, outside. And um, just, just to mention that these, these five, they're generally called precepts, but the, the intention with them is really for practices. They're five practices. And the Buddha, the Buddha gave these, these, these precepts, these guidelines, these practices as supports for a community of people to live together in harmony. So one of the main functions of them is to provide um, a space, a place, an atmosphere of safety. And so by, by agreeing to these five precepts, we set up an atmosphere where we can, where we can feel somewhat protected and where we can have that, that sense of safety to be able to just be with ourselves, just to pay attention to our own experience and not have to worry about others. So they allow us to, to live together in community to be in a group, and yet at the same time to really settle into our own experience, to settle into our own practice, our own, our own retreat, with that sense of safety and confidence. And the, the precepts are, are very much practices. The actual wording of them is, I undertake a training. So they're a practice. They're a practice in, in living together in harmony. They're a practice in giving attention to our own relationship to ourselves and to each other, to living beings, to, to objects. So we use the precepts, we use these precepts as practices for being mindful, for giving attention, for paying attention to our relationships. Okay, and I think that's that's about all I'd like to say. Just um, yeah, so just just to remember the the precepts as practices, and to remember the precepts as as guidelines that allow us to live together in community in in harmony, not not as rules. Thou shalt not. The monks, the monks have a, have a wonderful practice. Once a month, they all get together, and um, and they talk about the precepts that they've broken in the previous month. You know, so it's not it's not a rule thou shalt not out. And then if you break precept, it's oh, you shouldn't have done that. It's it's just recognizing when when you kind of fall off of the training 
to recognize that and, and to be able to explore that and then just start again. Just come back and start again in this moment. It's done. It's finished. Okay, and at this moment, for the time being, I'm done and finished. And I'll turn it over to Brad now. Let's just uh, take a moment to... Just let all that information, all the words, kind of find its way to settle in your being somewhere. So just take a, we'll just sit for a moment. Just noticing how are you right now? Might be tired or alert. Might be excited, anxious. Might be confused or clarified. It's welcoming whatever you discover. And how is this in your body right now? giving some attention to the experience of your body just as it is right now. And welcoming this. This simply is the practice of paying attention. Paying attention to the immediacy of the moment. Noticing the the silence here in this space, in this hall. The silence between us all, within us all. 
I'd like to speak a little bit about the silence. It's a very precious part of the retreat. <clears throat> it's another support. Norman talked about the various supports, and the silence can be, is a huge support for us in this time together, in these few precious days together. relatively unusual for us in our life to have this silence. And I think for most of us, especially when we're with other people, silence is often awkward, isn't it? And we have that saying, awkward silence. So you might find in this time of being on a silent retreat that you meet that in yourself, that awkwardness, or maybe some insecurity, or not knowing quite how to be in this silence. And again, just recognizing that, acknowledging that, welcoming that. The silence here at Guy House on this retreat is a real invitation to bring our attention back to the immediacy of the moment in our experience and particularly in the first few days in our experience of body and in our culture we're very fascinated with everything that's outside of us more and more and more so it's part of our culture that we have so many Things, so many activities, so many ways that we're drawn out. And part of the intention of the retreat is just bring that attention back in. It's this simple. Just to bring the attention back in. And the silence is a real support for that because you're not having to fill the silence. You're not having to speak or communicate with anybody other than with yourself. That can be a real gift. And for those of you that might be less familiar with this, again, initially there might be that sense of anxiety or insecurity. Again, just noticing that, welcoming that. And seeing if we can welcome the silence as a real support to bringing our attention back to this immediacy of this moment here, right here. And it's a support we give each other. We're making that agreement that we're not going to check out in the meditation or after the meditation the person that's sitting next to us well, how was that for you, is that a good one? yeah we're not having to kind of if you see someone that's struggling don't need to go up to them and say oh, are you okay? in a normal everyday life that's just a natural movement of the heart for concern and care of another and here we just need to keep bringing that back to ourselves. For concern, bring the concern and that heartful attention back to ourselves. 
And if there's someone on the retreat that you, you are genuinely concerned about, please leave us a note and we'll pick that up. Especially if you've come here with somebody, a loved one, and there the connection, the bond might be more intimate, more touching. And if you if you're here with someone and you have a sense that they're struggling or you're not sure what's happening for them, there can be such a a natural wanting to know. And again, just bringing that back to yourself. And if you're really concerned, leave us a note or contact the managers and we'll follow that up. So we extend the silence to also include not reading, not writing. Yeah, so we're not engaging with activities that, that take us out to something else, that take us into a book, into a whole other experience. We're bringing our awareness, our energy, our interest back to here. If there are one or two sentences that really help encapsulate an insight that you're having, that is fine to write that down. But don't then make that into a whole novel. The mind can get very uh, excited by the insight of the heart and want to kind of make into all sorts of stories what's happening. So we're not feeding that tendency of the mind that proliferation of the mind. And one of the ways we don't feed that is by not reading and writing, not speaking, talking. <clears throat> and to add in the, the modern age also, I'd really, really encourage you to ditch the mobile for the retreat. Just don't go there. Switch it off. If um, family or friends have got that number to contact you in case of a of emergency, then what I suggest is that you let them know the Guy House number and they can contact Guy House, but for them not to contact you so you're not checking your messages because, again, it's another way that will take you away from now and into a whole other reality of life outside. <clears throat> and with silence, um, just to speak about silence in the hall, it's something that can really, at times, be like palpable. Like you can almost just touch it. And over the days, that becomes something that we, we kind of really, literally, almost physiologically are supported by. So just to be aware of your coming and going of the hall and the noise that you make in the coming and going and, and in the sitting in the moving just to kind of be aware that that more and more has a sense of kind of rippling out into the space so we don't want to get really precious and tight with that but just to be aware of the impact that that has in the space around us Another support for our time here on retreat is the schedule. So I think the schedule will be posted after this. So you'll see that we've uh, 
got a daily schedule which will pretty much stay the same day in, day out. And the, the schedule will be alternating periods of sitting and qigong. Sitting and qigong. And we've got a little sprinkling of breakfast and then sitting qigong and sprinkling of lunch and then sitting qigong, sitting. Supper, some more sitting qigong, dharma talk. Some sitting. So that the day really is a continuation of practice. <clears throat> and as Norman was saying, the meditation is whatever is happening at any moment. By paying attention to that, by being open to that experience, by receiving <clears throat> that experience as it is, without censoring, without needing to analyze, make sense, without amplifying, generating more. Just meeting that as it is. Whether we're sitting, whether we're moving in the qigong, standing in the qigong, lying down, really bringing a quality of awareness that has a heartfulness to it quality of kindness and it's especially important at the beginning of the retreat because like Norman was saying there's quite a contrast for most of us life in retreat life outside retreat so you might find that physically you've arrived here but the momentum of your life is still moving through your inner world. Body, heart, mind. And again, we don't need to do anything with that movement, that momentum as it moves through us. Just allowing that movement to move through. Not adding to it. Not generating more. That movement... (coughs) can slowly begin to slow down, settle. And that's the process of the the first day or so on retreat. It's very much about the arriving, the settling in. And that helps to really generate and create and help us cultivate that quality of awareness. Awareness of what is as it is. And as we stay with that, moment to moment, it helps us to really deepen. Drop below the surface. Drop in. To really meet this life. Not how we think it should be. Not that we think meditation should be Profound or calm, exciting, blissful, clear, meeting it as it is. And as we drop, we just meet that more and more and more deeply. That can create and cultivate a certain sense of steadiness in our awareness. And as we 
cultivate that steadiness, then we can begin to inquire. We can begin to be curious. What is this? Not as a linear, rational idea, but as a direct, heartful inquiry into the nature of this life. I'd like to speak a little bit about the Qigong. There are many, many hundreds, if not thousands, of forms of Qigong. <clears throat> and I'd like to encourage us all to give us the luxury of, if you've practiced any Qigong before, just to begin again. Forget about what's happened in the past. Forget about experience in the past. And just begin afresh anew and if you practice other forms of Qigong again which there are many hundreds and thousands of forms just see if you can meet this form as it is very simple practice that's much more of an awareness practice it's not an energy practice the Qigong that we'll practice will have an energetic effect, an impact on your system, on your body, heart and mind. But where we're resting, where we're interested is more resting in the awareness of that. Rather than trying to make anything particular happen. We're not directing energy in the Qigong we're not trying to change energetic states. We're simply opening that heart of receptivity to receive it as it is. And if we're interested in the, the healing practices of Qigong, that is the most profound practice of healing that you can bring to anything. And the Qigong practice first thing in the morning will be relatively more vigorous than the rest of the day. It's a, the intention with the morning practice is just to get the body loosened and freed up. The rest of the practice throughout the day of the Qigong is, as I said, a more of an awareness practice. There'll be movement. That movement will be very simple. And the way we let go of the movement, we just let the movement happen. And we sit back, we lean back, and we're just aware of that impact through body, heart, and mind, just as it is. We give it loads of space to be as it is. And with the schedule, a, a request that um, we arrive on time, 
and that we stay, if we come into the hall, we stay for the duration of the session, unless there's an emergency and you have to leave. But please, really make that intention when you come into the hall, whatever session it is, the Qigong or the sitting, that you, you stay for that duration unless you have to leave for an emergency. Thank you. So, lots of words, lots of information. And it's getting late and I'm sure we've all had long days and as Norman said, long weeks, long months and in many cases long lives. So that's as much information as I want to give right now. Unless I've missed anything out, Norman. No. What I'd like to do is we're going to make a transition from the sitting to standing and we'll practice some very simple qigong just to loosen because you've been sitting for a little while. We're just going to loosen the body and just to kind of free up the body physically, energetically and then we'll come back down to sitting and we'll sit for a few minutes together. So if you want to stand...